Hi, and welcome to Lolly Secrets Podcast, where we work towards aligning expectations with reality with a key focus on self-development, relationships, hustle, and the Christian faith. I'm Lolly, your host, and thank you for joining us. So today, I wanted to talk about emotional baggage of a relationship and the importance of unpacking the emotional baggage. And I feel that this is a very important topic because a lot of people in this day and age, I feel like a lot of people are running away from their relationships and having these important discussions with themselves and with people around them. Um, There's just so many difficult conversations to be had with others and with themselves personally. And I feel like this is one of those important steps that needs to be taken. You know, when you come out of a relationship, it's just so important for you to kind of go through this unpacking, this breakdown of, you know, what exactly went wrong? What happened? Why did this relationship break down? And I feel like so, you know, sometimes it's it can be so frustrating to have invested so much time and energy into a relationship and so painful as well. And, you know, in your mind, you're just like, what went wrong? And in that moment when it ends, it's so overwhelming. Some people even go numb. I mean, I've experienced that myself in past relationships where you're just like, how did it all end all of a sudden? And it's so painful. It's almost numbing. You know, when you have that that feeling of just how did we get here? You know, it's so painful that no one wants to embrace that process of, okay, next step. How do we break this down? Like, what do I do to get to the next step? You're almost you're almost kind of running away from the process. So in my experience, what I've noticed, and this has happened to me as well, is that, you you know, people tend to just be like, okay, I don't want to deal with this. Um, I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen almost. You know, you know, you know, you've broken up, but like, you don't want to deal with the situation. So you just kind of, you're on autopilot. You know, you just get on with life. You know, you know, people tend to, I mean, I've personally like buried myself in work or other times, you know, I'll just in my spare time, I'll just watch TV. I've had friends who just vent to me. They'll call me and just, you know, they'll just be speaking about how devastated they are about the breakup, but not necessarily about the red flags or the things that led to it. They're not actually sitting down to kind of go through the process of unpacking it properly. And so today I really want to just kind of go through what I believe the best process is of breaking down the emotional baggage and what would be best for most people. You know, everybody's process is different, but you know, there's some critical things I believe that everyone can do or take into consideration when thinking about this process. Because I had a friend once tell me that, you know, she came out of a situation and she told me that well it was it wasn't a real relationship it was just a situation so I technically you know I don't feel like I need to go through any process of you know breaking it down or anything I'm just gonna you know start dating again and in my mind you know I kind of said to her you know no matter which way you look at it you still kind of had an emotional attachment to, to somebody so you do need to kind of think about what what led you down this path and you know what you can do for yourself for the next time and think about maybe if you weren't happy with how things turned out you might want to think about what led you down this path so that it doesn't happen again 
And for me, those kind of thought processes are important, you know, because you don't want yourself for anything in life. If you don't like how you've gone down a certain path, you don't want to repeat it because repeating the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is (laughs) insanity. And I know someone said that, I believe, was it Einstein? So, you know, we've, we've all just got to figure out our situation and just understand that we've got to learn from each and every situation that we come across. And that's ultimately what this is about. So let's go through some of the the things that I've just kind of put together here and see how we can maybe learn from this and just go from there. So what do we mean when we say unpacking emotional baggage um it's almost like your dirty laundry so unpacking all the dirty nasty stuff from your previous relationship um, before you go into your next relationship so anything that was like red flag a bit of a a mess a bit of a um, a shit show from the previous relationship um anything that you know that wasn't pretty um, from the previous relationship. It's important that we unpack it, look at it, make sure that we look at it from head to toe, inside out, all angles, and kind of understand it and see what it was all about, where it came from, you know, where it all began, from which side are roles in it, all these wonderful things. So in the unpacking of the emotional baggage, you know, you're almost reliving those moments. And, you know, In the relieving of those moments, it helps you kind of look at when you take a moment and you relive it, it helps you rewind. And when you look at that moment, it helps you kind of put a jigsaw together. When you unpack all these highs and lows, because there are highs and lows, a lot of the time when you have emotional baggage, they're usually tied to a low, but then you'll find that because your relationship was not always all crap, let's be honest, you were with someone for a while um, and you were with them for a reason, you know, there's a lot of complicated emotions in there. Um, You know, you kind of have to work your way through all of that mess. And, um, you know, you can't, there's a whole process to this thing. So it's important that you kind of look at all the decisions on the road that led to the final bust up that ended up with you and the person ending the relationship because there may have only been one one major baggage I doubt that strongly but usually there's more than one but maybe there was only one um but let's just say there was one there was one major critical one that was the straw that broke the camel's back and you know it came out in different forms and you kind of have to look at that and look at how it came out but I'm getting ahead of myself so let's go on to the process and then we'll kind of break it down properly baggage chronologically. So the first thing I'll recommend when you want to start unpacking your emotional baggage is that we keep our legs closed. And gentlemen, you zip up your pants. Um, The reason I say this is that the important thing is that you need to keep outside forces away from this process because you're trying to limit the number of distractions. You need to keep yourself centered and you need to keep yourself focused on you at this point in time. So you don't need anyone else distracting you from understanding what's going on in your head and your mind and your body and trying to understand what happened in that previous relationship. And if you have somebody else around you, 
you know, kind of in your emotions already, in your in your space, um, it can mess with your emotions. It can normally distract you. And I would say that that wouldn't be wise. So the first thing I'll say is, you know, you need to be by yourself, not being <laughs> entangled with anybody. So that's the first thing I'll say. Keep your legs closed, okay? Um, the second thing I'll say is get a pen and paper or a journal or something. Some people don't really like writing. Um, some others prefer typing or writing in notes in their phone. Some people, they do a voice recorder because they don't necessarily want to talk to somebody, but they want to talk. So they record um, themselves talking out loud. Um, some people type and they'll type on the laptop because they don't want to write with a pen and paper. So everyone's process is different, but it's important that you get your thoughts out in some way, shape, or form. Um, because when it's running around in your head, it's all, it feels like you're overthinking and it can be very em emotionally draining, but it's important that you find a way to get it out in some way, shape, or form. It's also important to do that because when you push it out and you listen to it or read it or something, it helps you process it properly. When you listen to it back, when you read it back to yourself, it helps you contextualize it better. You start to understand your feelings better. It helps you understand yourself better as well. You process everything so much better as well. Um, so that's the second key thing I would say. Get a pen and paper, some form of getting your thoughts out. So, you know, some kind of way of pushing it out, pen, paper, computer, whatever way you want to do it, do it. The third thing I would say you should do is find a space, find a quiet space because it's an alone time. It's a, it's a special time for yourself by yourself. So no distractions, do not disturb in a quiet space. So even if it's like in the middle of the night or something like that, um, it's, um, it's a time when you're not supposed to be disturbed at all. So you don't want anyone calling you to do anything to do nothing. You definitely need to be by yourself and no distractions. So turn off your phone or put it on do not disturb, no, no notifications, nothing. You need to be by yourself. However, which way you want to do it, you just need to find some alone time, peace and quiet and get the show on the road and just get it done. Now, my recommendation as well is that if you can, okay, if you can, this process should be done within three months of your previous relationship ending. I say this because if you leave it too long, you would get almost embittered. You know, you get, you know, a lot of the emotions from the previous relationships would have started forming and a lot of thoughts start changing. And it's important that when something happens and it's fresh, that you, you push it out. When you leave things to fester, they fester in negatively and they become monsters in their own right. This whole process is to help you transform that emotional baggage into something that can be beneficial to you, that can be transformed into something better for yourself. So we don't want this baggage to just become heavier and heavier in your heart and then end up turning a future relationship into something sour. So we don't want to leave it and then forget about it and leave it under the carpet and then you carry it into something else and it becomes 
a whole other thing. Um, so I would recommend that this is done within three months from when your relationship ends. Try and do it within three months of that. Um, six months, but I mean, three months is my recommendation. It's hard, but you got to do what you got to do, you know? So those are some of the key things that you need to do before you start the process. So once you've got your pen and paper, you're in a quiet space, you've been keeping your legs closed, you're in the zone, I would say start chronologically. So a lot of people, they always think, you know, it's easier to kind of start thinking about when you ended the relationship because that's the most recent, that's the most painful, that's like, er, you know, it's so painful, it's so hard, it's the easiest reach. No, it's actually not as productive. Um, I say this because it's better for you to start from the beginning because if you know the story from the beginning, you can see how everything starts to unravel when you start from the beginning. So start chronologically. I always start from when I met the person, from the moment our eyes met. It's painful. This whole, you know, literally I play it out like a movie in my mind. From the moment our eyes met is when I start. So you kind of have to almost do it like a out-of-body experience, like a movie, honestly. And think about the words that were spoken, the actions. Think about what went through your mind when the person said certain things. Write these thoughts down. Write what you felt when the person said certain things to you. What made you think, oh, this made me feel good. Write, oh, this made me question this. This made me doubt this. Start writing the things that brought up red flags in your mind and made you dismiss those red flags. Because ladies and gentlemen, we are human beings and we know when we dismiss red flags. You'd be surprised the number of times when it feels so good and something raises a red flag and we're just like, we don't want to admit that it raises a red flag. And we'd be so quick to sweep it under the carpet because it feels so good right now. So in this moment now that the relationship has ended, this is the time to admit to ourselves that that was a red flag. Let's be honest with ourselves now. Now that, you know, it's just us now, there's nobody looking. It's just us and our pen and paper and our voice recorder, okay? We can be honest with ourselves. Let's start noting the real red flags, okay? And then we start seeing the patterns of behavior, okay? Now, the important thing, this is not a, a let's bash the ex, okay? This is not let's bash the ex situation. This is about how we did not address certain situations, okay? So it's important that we're going through this process so that we understand how we can better address these situations in future. It's also important that you need to note all the things that made you feel good as well. You know, a lot of people tend to only focus on the negative. I also like to focus on the things that made me feel good as well for every relationship. Why do I do this? Because we are dating with a purpose. For me, the whole point of dating is that I wanted to end up being married to the love of my life. So if you're dating with a purpose, you want to note the positives, the things that made me say, this is what I want when I eventually find, you know, the one. This is what I definitely don't want. Like, this is a hell no, never. And this, well, we can work, we can work with, you know? This 
is, you know, it's not so terrible. I can manage, you know, you have to start understanding what you want, what you don't want. These things are so important. And you learn a lot about yourself in the process. You have to start thinking about these things. If you don't go through these processes, you don't really know, you don't really think about what you've learned along the way about yourself as a person. And ultimately for me, this is what this is all about. With every day that you're growing with somebody, every day you're going through the world, you're growing as an individual. And if you're not going through these, the self-awareness process and internalizing and thinking about this, you don't know the growth that you're going through. So if you've been with somebody and you've gone through this growth as a person and in a relationship, you need to write it down and understand what you know or what you don't know and what you know about yourself. You need to know what your new boundaries are. Okay, you know, I've grown as a person. This, I no longer, I don't want this anymore in my life, you know? I've come to realize that this might have been me at 18, but me at, you know, 25, oh no, this cannot happen anymore. I'm at a stage in my life now where I cannot allow this. Or I'm now older, you know, this doesn't matter to me anymore, you know? You kind of have to start understanding yourself better and knowing what's important to you now or what's not important anymore. And based on those things, start updating yourself. You know what I mean? If you don't do that, then you're going on old data about yourself and then you start falling into old habits when you're out there and a guy will come up to you and you're working on old data about yourself to yourself because you haven't gone through this process. You're still working on a checklist from when you were 18. And guess what? Because you haven't done this process with yourself to yourself, you put yourself in a compromising situation, honey. So this is all I'm saying. So let's look at some of the typical emotional baggage that's, um, that might come up. I mean, I'm sure some of you know a lot of them. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to list some of them and we'll just go through a few of them just a little bit. But I know, you know, you've all come across a few of them. I'll say some of them that I've come across as well. We've all come across a few of these, okay? I mean, the first one I know is conflict avoidance. Okay, so, you know, there are some people, as soon as there's some kind of issue and we need to, you know, sit down and have a chat about it, you know, discuss it because, you know, there's no way, no how. There's going to be two of you. You're not going to agree on stuff, okay? And, you know, you need to have a conversation about it. I mean, it happens, me and my husband, when we were dating, I was considering moving to Canada. And, you know, we were trying to decide what was going to happen. Because at the time, he was, we were both in Nigeria, but I was considering moving to Canada. And we're trying to figure all that out. And then he was like, okay, well, he was also considering leaving the country as well. So we we're like, okay, so what are we going to do? And Canada wasn't necessarily his first choice. I mean, what's, what's going to happen to the relationship then, you know? And I was not into long distance at the time. So, I mean, I'd already done long distance before and I had already decided that long distance is not for me because for me, as far as I was concerned, um, anything else I'm going into moving forward cannot be long distance. That was a hard no for me because I've done that. I've updated my, after that emotional baggage, honey, 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 that was not happening again. Okay. Been there, done that, worn that t-shirt, next boo-boo. So I knew that wasn't happening again. So for me, it was important that wherever we were going next, if we were going to stay together, you know, Canada, are we going together? If not, wherever we're going, got to be together or, you know, we got to figure this thing out. And 
you know, we, like that was a big one. But thankfully, we didn't have that issue of conflict avoidance. You know, my my boo, thankfully, he was all up in the let's have a conversation. But funny story, I'm kind of I'm the kind of person that as much as I want to have the conversation because I get all up in my feelings so quickly. And when I talk, my voice gets really loud and really like super er. So what ends up happening is I don't like when I get like that. So I'd rather walk away than get all er and loud and uh. And I've had to learn how to, over time now, um, not be like that. But obviously then, you know, it would be like that. And it'll almost seem, basically, I ended up almost being conflict avoiding. So that's my kind of to a certain degree, um, conflict avoidance. So I've had to learn how to be, you know, learn how to have conversations without getting all loud. And it's, everybody has their issues, you know, that kind of way. So you have to kind of be more self-aware and know your, your issues and work on them, you know, that kind of way. There's also insecurity issues. So everyone has their insecurities, okay? Um, you can list them, okay? everyone has the insecurities, like be it just in general in life. We were all teenagers once, okay? And as teenagers, gosh, some people never grow out of their insecurities. I know I still have a few, but it's all about that communication, right? So when y'all are dating, it's kind of talking through some of these things, you know, were some of the things that you went through, this, that, and the other. Some people kind of shrug them off. They don't really want to talk about them, but it's good to get into these things, okay? Letting your guard down and being able to kind of understand each other and coming through them. Like my husband and I, we actually were able to bond over a lot of these insecurities. And that's one of the things that makes us really strong together. And I thank God for that, you know? Um, A lot of our insecurities are actually the things that make us strong together, you know? We bond over those things. But like some people have insecurities over money and childhood insecurities are major, you know? Major insecurities. Um, Money is a big one. People have major insecurities over status, especially when you come from a um, a cultural home. So like Nigeria, um, people that come from like other cultures, you know, anything like that. Status is huge, you know, coming from different, um, like in Nigeria, the different, different tribes. So all those kind of things, um, they can cause a lot of insecurities. Okay. So trust issues are huge. Trust issues are massive. So if growing up now you were ever had issues with somebody, you know, always telling you, I'll do this for you, I'll do that for you. And you never, it was never done. You'll, if you become an adult and you get the same thing and someone keeps telling you something like that, you'll never believe them. And same in relationships as well. If somebody has always cheated on you, okay, and you get into a new relationship, you'll carry those issues into the next relationship as well. So those kind of things, it's really hard not to project and not to carry those relation those issues into new relationships as well. Um, so so it's kind of working through those issues and also informing your like when when the time comes for you to go into a new relationship, there will be time for you to inform your new partner as well. But we'll get into that. And then there's abuse, mental, emotional, physical abuse. So there's a lot of typical emotional baggage that kind of goes into new relationships that we're trying to avoid and that's why you kind of need to unpack them now and deal with them personally and say listen what part did I play in this and what can I do better okay for like as a person me what 
what was my role in it? What can I do to be better so that I don't put myself in these kind of situations again? Or if I'm in a similar situation, what can I do to avoid getting hurt again? What can I do to rise above? So that's the important thing. Like if you meet somebody and they're trying to emotionally abuse you, you know what to do next time to avoid a situation like this. you say would be the biggest insecurity that you would have or you would think would be anyone's biggest insecurity in life let me know in the comments because these are some things that you know are critical in any relationship and i'd love to know your thought i've been you know in the past or let me even say in the re in recent past, if somebody has been giving me some real negative energy, like let's say somebody's very aggressive with me in how they speak, sometimes you can get really pissed off and you can literally give them energy for energy, you know, like who do you think you're talking to as well, you know, and be really aggy as well. And, you know, when you're done with the conversation, you can feel really bad because you didn't really mean to be aggy as well, you know, that kind of way. Sometimes you get triggered, you know, and it's hard not to get triggered triggered especially when it's all emotional so sometimes it's kind of rising above and adulting ultimately I know it sounds easy it's not I'm not saying it's easy but sometimes we just have to rise above the situation and just remember that ultimately it's for our own good not to perpetuate what they're doing we also need to just remember that it's for our sake not their sake that we're doing what we're doing we don't want to lower ourselves to their standards because we know we're better than that so just because somebody is, let's say somebody has an abusive mentality or let's say somebody is conflict avoiding, you know, or, you know, if somebody's trying to avoid conflict, right? You don't say just because you're avoiding conflict means I'm going to avoid conflict too. Let's not be childish, okay? Because ultimately the goal is to work through our issues, right? So that's the plan. Let's try and work through it. Unless you've decided, you know, that's it. You're not gonna bother anymore if you've decided you're not gonna bother anymore then fine but if you want it to work or you've decided you want this whichever way if you want this relationship to work then you will work through it and that's that's ultimately the plan so adulting is hard and we just gotta push through it for the next relationship so yeah just figure out you the role you played and then for the next relationship you need to know that you need to give better energy if you rise above remember you want to give you don't want to do the same thing you've always done so that you can get a different response, right? And guess what? It'll work for you, in my opinion. So the next thing, what else can you do? What now? Well, there are some situations that are above all that, right? So if you're getting abuse, like, I'm sorry, there's no amount of rising above sometimes. You need to seek help if you need help, okay? Some things you need to seek help, okay? So please, there are some situations where if you need help, please seek help. Look for a shelter, um, mental or physical abuse, okay? Because abuse is still abuse. Please seek help. And then in terms of some of the other types of emotional baggage, for example, um, the insecurities with things like money or conflict avoidance, let's say, or some other things like, you know, uh, childhood trust issues. When you go into a new relationship, it's important that you talk about it. And I just, I said that previously. So when you talk about some of these insecurities, like I'll give you an example. I remember when I was dating my husband, I remember I spoke to him a lot about my weight because I'm a bigger girl than the average. 
Now, thankfully, my husband actually likes that I'm a bigger girl. Woohoo! Um, but it doesn't change the fact that growing up, it has been one of my a really, really big challenge for me. I mean, it's something that I've been teased a lot about by like family, friends, a lot of people, and I. It's been hard, you know. It's it, if if anyone's been a bigger person, um, a big girl, a big guy, whoever you are you know these challenges. So it's not been easy at all. Um, and you you kind of learn to get used to the teasing. But I thank God and I think, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I've been able to kind of grow into myself. It doesn't mean that I don't have, you know, my moments, my days where I don't feel good or comfortable. And it has affected me in relationships. You know, these things affect your psyche. So, you know, it's one of the things I I have definitely had issues with in relationships. And so it's one of the things when I have unpacked previous emotional baggage, I've had issues with, with guys and it was some of the issues I had in and around how certain guys spoke to me. But I remember going into this relationship and I spoke to my husband and I had told him certain things very openly about how I felt about my weight and about in and around, you know, you know, I've had guys in the past say to me, if only you were a 20 kilos lighter, you'd be gorgeous. Um, when you have a baby, are you going to lose weight because you cannot be even one kilo heavier? Like I've had things like that before and they've been very hurtful to say the least. And obviously those were massive red flags. And, you know, in the past, there have been times where I'd be like, oh, you know, I still like him, like so ridiculous. But these are, I mean, it's happened to the best of us, you know. I'm here to tell you that I, I'm no different. <laughs> but, you know, thankfully, like I said, I'm grateful that I found somebody and it wasn't because, you know, I didn't, yes, it is God and I'm grateful to God, but I put in the work, you know, through God, you know, I sat down and I, with every process, I went through this process as well that I'm telling you and I wrote these things down and I, I, I went through the work and I said, okay, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. And, you know, this is one of the things that I put on my list when I updated my list of things that I wanted in a man. And this was high on my list. Like the weight thing was one of my insecurities. And it still is till this day to a certain degree. Because there's some things that have grown up with you and are like old scars, you know. And my husband loves me to death, you know. And loves me warts and all. So one thing I'll say is I've had open conversations with him about this. And he he's just like, listen, <laughs> I love you, you know. He even loves the weight, you know. And, you know, God love him, you know. So the thing, the point I'm trying to make is if you can have open conversations about certain insecurities, even when they come up, they won't feel bad. So that's one thing I'll say to you. And then about once you've unpacked your emotional baggage. So there's a certain level of acceptance that you need to have about yourself. So there's sometimes you just have to say to yourself, okay, so this has happened. It has happened. And you can't change that it has happened. Some people kind of get all upset about, with themselves that how could this have happened? They And they kind of want to regress. They can't accept that this relationship is over. You know what I mean? So they almost want to go back and change it. And that's why they end up back with their exes again. And it's like, no, 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 it, it it's over. It really is. Sincerely, there's nothing you can do to change it. The moment you go back, you lose a piece of yourself. It's over. You need to accept it's over. Don't go back and change things. You you replaying everything again is not for the purpose of you saying, I knew that we had something and I knew it's still there. That's not what that's for. I have fallen into that trap as well. 
And I've had to learn through those mistakes too. No, 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 no. Come back from there. Come back from there, honey. This is me telling you that that's not what this is about. This is about you looking through it and seeing the red flags, okay? This is to see the red flags, not for you to run and say halfway through the, the movie, go, I knew we were meant to be and run back there. No, 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 no. Come back from there, honey. <laughs> You're not meant to be together. I'd say that if you were meant to be together, you'd be together, okay? No, that's not what this is about. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, you need to accept that it's over and it's over. Okay. If you were meant to be together, you'd be together. All right. And then you need to forgive yourself, forgive yourself and forgive the past person. Okay. It's not as easy to forgive the past person. I know it takes time. Even as I am right now, I have some past situationships. I feel really stupid. And I feel stupid for I feel stupid for how I behaved, but I also to a certain degree resent the person as well because I'm just like why like some some of them still try to contact me like are you kidding like <laughs> so I'm just like no I get really ragey sometimes like I'm still three well I'm nearly three years married is it three years yeah I got married 2017 so we're in 2020 now and they keep trying to friend me on Instagram friend me everywhere like stalking me and I'm just like why are you stalking me like you know it was brutal what happened and you still trying to stalk me like no we're not friends we will never be friends no even though like I'm happy like but like why are you like now stalking me like go away you know that was done and done you know what I mean so yeah try and forgive yourself and forgive the past person forgive yourself because you were silly it happened you know you've learned from it the important thing is You've learned from it, okay? Um, and yeah, that's what you need to just take from that. And just because you've forgiven them doesn't mean you should let them back in your life, okay? So ultimately, I've already told you why it's important, but we'll just go over just one or a few points. So why is it important to unpack your emotional baggage. I mean, I've told you so many different ways why it is, but we'll just go through a few points just to kind of tighten this all up. So it's important to complete your self-closure, okay, um, from your previous relationship. It's important so you don't have any inkling of going back to what is no longer right for you, yeah? So backward, never, okay? Remember, it ended for a reason, okay? So for the most part, it's best to move on, yeah? So there's no more shoulda, woulda, coulda, okay? So don't confuse yourself. You don't want to go into a new relationship and be asking yourself, um, you know, what happened there or this, that, and the other. Don't do that, okay? Just, be, just look to the future at this point. You don't want to compare your ex to your future spouse, to the future you've learned from it you've looked at everything in the past you've analyzed it and then you're going to apply your lessons to the new one this is not about comparing this is just about applying everything you've learned about yourself okay and how you can be better as a person into the new one this is not about projecting your how bad that person was to this new person this is not about saying oh this guy was bad with money now this guy might be bad with money that's not what this is about this is about saying okay that guy was bad with money okay so in this new one i'm going to ask this guy how he is with money and make sure that this guy is okay with money because i don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who's bad with money. So I'm going to check how this guy is with money and just make sure that everything's all right. This is not about that guy was bad with money, so every guy's bad with money. So we need to just keep ourselves objective because this is not about men are crap or people are crap. This is just about being objective and knowing that each person is an individual, okay? So secondly, each experience we face in life is a blessing or a lesson. 
or both. And this includes relationships. So take it as a learning experience, okay? Use it to understand what you want for yourself in a future relationship. So what our boundaries are, decide if we are even accepting the right people in our life to begin with. Honestly, I said this already, that when you're updating what you're looking for in a person, right? Each time you learn something about yourself, you realize, hmm, all the things that I've already accepted from this previous relationship, I might not necessarily want this in a future relationship, okay? So the next one I go into, new update, you know, you've updated yourself, okay? So update means update of a new type of guy, right? You know? And guess what? That means that you're elevating the level of kind of guy that you want, okay? And remember, this is not just about physicality. This is about values, principles, you know, quality. We're talking about quality here. You know what I'm saying? So ask yourself some real questions before opening up to the next one as well. You got to be right. Can't just be just dating just to be dating. You know what I mean? We need to be dating with a purpose because we want to get the right one for us. You know, the one who makes sense. And I'll say this, ladies, (laughs) don't be holding out for some... Mr. Mr. I don't know who we're holding out for these days. A lot of ladies these days, I feel like are just waiting for, I don't know who this Prince Charming is. Um, I don't know who he is, but there's so many guys under your nose, honestly, who are so right for you and you're just putting him in the friend zone. Honestly, he probably has all these ticks that I'm talking about, all these things that are perfect for you. And you're probably going to him to tell him all these things about these shitty guys in and around you. And he's just looking at you. <laughs> please, 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 ladies. We'll talk about that, about that some more later. But yeah, just open your eyes and ask yourself some real questions before you open up to the next one. And then finally, let's try to avoid repeating the same mistakes from the previous ones, okay? Because we've learned now that we don't want to be making mistakes, yeah? When you see a red flag, make a note of it. Understand that, okay, I don't want to react in a certain way to certain things anymore. I want to react better. I want to uphold myself better. I want to have certain boundaries so that if I ever come across this again, I'm not taking this kind of behavior. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. You know, this is what I want for myself for my next relationship. So avoid repeating the same mistakes in future relationships because we're dating with a purpose. Okay. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. If you found any of the information helpful in any way, please don't forget to rate the episode. Please subscribe to the podcast and please share with anyone you think might enjoy the episode or the podcast. Um, You can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is lollies with an S at the end dot secrets with an S at the end as well. And there will be information in the show notes as well for you to have a look at. Thank you so much for listening and take care. Ciao.